building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds. People on the internet call me Supreme Rum Ham, and this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast. Alright, okay, so um, this is part two of the Christmas tree episode. Episode. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the types of trees, um, the tools that are used, um, a little more about maintenance, um, expenses, uh, some revenue ideas that I came up with, um, the Rockefeller tree, uh, and Christmas trees, and the coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, I am going to give you a little bit of facts on that and how it changed in that time, and then I have my opinion about that. So, okay, let me get started. Now, I said um, in the last episode that I should figure out like what makes each tree different or like what makes them different from each other and it's really just the size and the maintenance so the bigger the tree the more maintenance is needed um the more maintenance you have the more expenses you have uh and the more expenses you have the more money a tree needs to be priced for and uh, to make the same amount of profit, right? Um, that's the main difference. Scotch pine is the number one Christmas tree species. So yeah. And so for tools, there's a. Uh, they they need to you know maintain the tree. They need to cut it up and shape it and everything. So they use head tri- head hedge trimmers, uh, handheld knives or uh, rotary cutting heads uh, powered by a small gas uh, engine or electric battery and that's the uh, maintenance um, tools that they use right and then uh, there's the cost of maintenance so there's site preparation which is like getting the dirt ready um, cutting the grass making the soil as good and that costs about 10 cents per tree. And if you remember from last episode, I said that um, to uh, one acre has about 200 trees. So you want to do 10 cents times 200. That's $20 an acre. Right, and if you have like 10 acres, that's $200 just in site preparation. And then there's planting, which is 12 cents a tree. Um, replanting, which is when you dig it out and then put it back in, right? Um, that's 42 cents a tree. Then mowing, that's four cents a tree. Weed control. Um, that's four cents a tree again, and then there's cleanup, which is twelve cents. And I don't mean weed control, but like, hey man, weed. I'm saying like weeds, like the things that grow automatically when you plant something and you want to get rid of them because, um, like mice and other animals hide in them and they could ruin the trees. 
right? So then the older the tree gets, the more sharing needs to be done because the branches grow and more needles and pines and leaves grow and cones. So you need to maintain that, right? Um, so I didn't mention cutting, uh, cleaning and baling or hauling and loading. That's because all three of those expenses are fixed. Uh, they don't change um, if the tree grows. It's all the same, right? So the major expenses of a Christmas tree farm are the sharing, the weed control, and costs related to harvesting, cutting, cleaning, baling, and loading, right? So I talked about all of that stuff, basically. Um, yeah, the, uh, there's other expenses, right? Like personnel or tools or like you need to have an office space, I guess. So um, you need to have that on site or nearby. But those things, sharing, weed control, and the other uh, tree-related expenses, let's call them, um, those are the biggest expenses. Um, I have some revenue ideas that I thought of. These are new. These are different, right? So I got you. So actually in my research, I saw this, but these are usually for the bigger um, Christmas tree farms. So I thought about having a subscription where it's for people that want a real tree, but don't want to go to the farm. So for the subscription, um, you can either have people come pick up a tree, you pay like $75 for that every year, and just email them, do they want to renew it? Or have a delivery system with the subscription. Um, and the Christmas tree farm charges like maybe $150 to go to someone's house, drop off the tree, and set it up maybe even 200 and maybe for 250 get a decorated tree right uh, but i know that usually it's like a whole ritual to um to decorate a christmas tree right so maybe people don't want that option but we all know there's some people that just like do something for the sake of doing it like just have it to maybe show off even and they don't really care about decorating it themselves, those people will pay to get a decorated tree delivered to their house because um, they would be willing to pay the money to not have to deal with that, right? Um, so yeah, there's that option. And then the other revenue idea I had was an e-commerce store. And what I mean by this is like taking pictures of the trees and uh, delivering them through the mail, right? Uh, one issue that might uh, that might occur with this problem is shipping. How do you like the shipping might cost a lot for a Christmas tree? I'm not entirely sure. I did not look that up. Um. So yeah, but based on weight and size, it's gonna be awkward um and then you need to maintain it right um in our 
how airlines generate revenue um, episode, we uncovered the fact that there's special services that the airlines will provide, but how much extra is that going to cost compared to like just shipping it as a regular item, right? So maybe if you're shipping it from Santa Cruz to Texas, um, it might not survive um, just regular shipping. So you need to get that fancy um, curated shipping. Not curated, curated word? I don't know. Let's just say curated. Um, courier. That's the word I was looking for. Um, so yeah, that's another idea I had. E-commerce store. Okay, so I looked into the three options of selling a Christmas tree and I got a little more details about which one was uh, more profitable. So if you remember, there's uh, cut and choose, which is you go to the farm and you cut down the tree yourself. And then there's retail, which is you sell it like on the side of the road or you have your own lot in a parking lot. Um, usually it's like, um, I don't know, side of the road. Let's say it's the side of the road. And then there's wholesale where you sell it to like, insert your favorite store here. Um, so yeah. Um, so I discovered that, like I said in the previous episode, choose your own cut generates a four to five, fifteen percent higher return than wholesale operations. Uh, they talked about the Fraser fur, but um, it's also for two to three percent higher for Scotch pine, which is the uh, most common Christmas tree. Um, then there's a higher rate of return because you're able to sell the Christmas trees at a higher price, right? Um, yeah. The, the one difference between the choose your own cut and all the others is you may need to hire more people because you can't have, um, like people who don't know how to cut a tree down doing it themselves. So what you got to do is you got to keep an eye on those people. And maybe if they have their kid like train, training on their own, you got to stop them from doing that or make sure it's under control because um, that's a liability for the farm if something happens to that kid, right? They might blame the equipment or something else, but it's a kid like they don't know how to do things. You have to, they have to learn on their own. But not on, not on your farm. Do it at another farm, right? Uh, shift that liability somewhere else. Um, so yeah, you need to hire. <laughs> you need to hire personnel if you do a choose your own cut. Um, yeah, so that's critical. And it's not just like one person. It's several people. They're hourly, right? But you need to hire a bunch of people. And that's an expense that a retail or a wholesale um, operation will not have. Because if you're on the side of the road, they're already bailed and ready to go. Um, and for wholesale, it's not your problem, um, right? So that's critical. 
um, but you have the option to with choose your own cut, choose and cut, not choose your own cut. See, I'm thinking about choose your own adventure, and then so I want to say choose your own adventure, and I cut it off, and I say choose your own cut, which is not what it's called, but it's it's close to what it's called. Choose and cut, choose your own cut, right? Um, I totally got. It. Okay, what was I saying? Oh yeah, with um, choose and cut, you have the opportunity to add different products. So you can sell wreaths, or you can sell like crafts, you know, stickers, t-shirts, things like that, which you wouldn't be able to sell for wholesale. Um, maybe for retail, but definitely not wholesale because the retail, no, the wholesale company wants to sell the trees as their own. So you can't put your little Supreme Rum Hand uh, Christmas Tree Farm sticker on it, right? But you can do that with retail. Yeah, so that's another option. Okay, um, also with wholesale, there's a... Uh, there's more responsibility, right? Um, you have to cut the tree, which is something you don't have to do for choose your own. Um, you have to bail it up. You have to do that for 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 the other options, right? Um, then you have to move the tree to roadside. Mm. Oh yeah. You have to you have to bail it up and then you have to ship it to the wholesaler um, so that's the whole thing you have to bail it up load it into your truck um, maybe even unload it so yeah that's something that you don't have to do for uh, choose and cut because you have to bail it up but then someone else is putting it in their car and then they're unloading it themselves Right, so that's one thing. Okay, um, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Um, so that Christmas tree was 77 feet long. Um, it would cost a normal person about $75,000. Um, the cost of the tree to maintain it and run it while it's on display I couldn't get an accurate number on the the lights because it's solar powered, but there's 50,000 lights on that tree. So yeah, that's some fun stuff. Yeah. All right. So Christmas tree, Christmas trees and coronavirus, COVID-19. I did some research. All right. And you're going to hear about it right now as soon as I'm done doing this bit. Okay, <laughs> um, so the prices of Christmas trees went up. Um, in 2019, they were about $65, and this year they were 75 around there, like the average price, um, because more expenses, you know? It's a, uh, they had to shut down and then pick back up and make up for that money, so they charged a higher price. No surprise. But um, the Christmas tree still sold out 
and even earlier than usual. So um, they usually start selling Christmas trees the week of Thanksgiving. And some farms and retailers were getting people before the Thanksgiving holiday. They, they were asking to get a tree. Right. So usually they sell out in like December 20th, December 22nd, around there. Um, some Christmas tree places of sale were selling out in like early December because they had those maybe two extra weeks before Thanksgiving. So that makes up for, you know, the tail end of Christmas. Like, instead of selling out in the 20th, you have that extra week. So you're clearly going to sell out a week early, right? Um, and choose your own cut is a low-risk activity in these times where we have to socially distance ourselves from strangers. Um, yeah, so going out to a farm and picking your own tree that um, in the mountains, right? You're in the mountains. At least here you are. Um, so yeah, that's a low risk activity for catching coronavirus. I shouldn't say it like that, actually. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. And then, uh, choose your own cut was very popular this year, or choose, choose and cut. Um, and I think, um, yeah, they, I think they inherited customers from like the less safe activities like retailers or side of the road people because you don't have that distance right when you go pick out a christmas tree at a retailer you you are like side by side with people um so that's a less safe option right so i think some of those people they did choose your own cut instead or choose and cut um, so yeah, and then this is exactly what I was saying about, um, the Christmas tree. People see it as an experience, not as an expense. So I was saying that Christmas tree farms can help make it more of an experience by like selling hot chocolate or donuts or I don't know, getting it, selling, um, t-shirts and then They'll be like, oh yeah, remember the time we went and got our own Christmas tree? Every time they see that tree. So yeah. And my opinion. Um, so I think that people... Um, I, one, one of the reasons Christmas trees sold more, and this is my opinion, because um, some people may not have even gotten a tree in 2019. Because, you know, they go they go away for the holidays. So, like, that Christmas tree is the Christmas tree from where they're going. So, like, um, last year I went somewhere for Christmas. And I, our family didn't get a tree. Because we were going somewhere else. And we didn't have time to get a tree. And we were coming back super late in January. So, we didn't. Didn't have time to dispose of it and take care of it like you should. And so that Christmas tree on 
on the other side of the U on on the East Coast was our Christmas tree, um, and I think some people who also do that activity of going somewhere else, they got a Christmas tree this year because now they're home, so they need their own tree. So I think that's another reason that Christmas trees got a boost in sales this year. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.